Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. to the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts and please leave us a five-star review. Everything is helpful. I'm Leah Merrill joined by Steve Peters and we got to do another episode of Down the I-10. Down the I-10. Always fun to take that trip down to Tucson. Yes, our, our imaginary trip down the I-10. Um, which hopefully will be a real trip one day. But we got to talk to Tucson Roadrunners associate um, coach Steve Poppin. Yeah, Potsy's a great interview. You know what? He's a guy that that uh, we talk about that team down in Tucson is all about development. Um, he's a skills coach. That's what he does. He's developed skills from from youth hockey kids to to professional athletes. That's what he takes his pride in. It's the small details, the little things. And every time he, he steps on the ice, he asks his players to get 1% better. That's his ask. Um, he's an interesting guy. So it was a really good interview. It was fun today. Yeah, a lot of great insight and a lot of just interesting things I didn't know about him that we learned um, in this interview. So without further ado, let's send it over to Down I-10 with Steve Popfin. Well, finally made it to our destination down the I-10 with Leah and Petey. We have a special guest today. We're bringing associate head coach Steve Potvin into the studio. Well, not into the studio, sitting at home because <laughs> everybody's on break and getting some time off. Steve, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming. Well, I, I really appreciate the intro. You said special guest, so I don't know how to take that really. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it is so true, though, Steve. And we're going to get into some of your storied past and how you the path got you down to the Tucson Roadrunners. Um, but uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to meet Leah Merrill, our, our co-host on Down the I-10. Nice to meet you. I thank haven't. You. Only only through the podcast. Honestly, it's been so fun listening to you guys. So oh, thank I, I you. really appreciate being on and, and uh, I really, really appreciate meeting you. Oh, well, thank you so much. Well, we, you know, want to make sure that we have coverage of the Tucson Roadrunners, too. It's a huge part of the Arizona Coyotes organization. Right now, the Roadrunners are sitting um, fourth in the Pacific Division, the record 10-9-2. What's your evaluation of the Roadrunner season so far? You know what? Uh, we went in not really knowing what to expect. So where we sit right now, uh, you know, we weren't really expecting it. Uh, to be honest with you, we've got such a great group of kids in there. And every day these guys show up and they want to play and they want to learn. And, and they're real coachable. Um, so that puts a lot of pressure on us. If they're, they're, really, if they're really coachable, then they, they better be doing what you're saying and what you're, what you're expecting from them. So 
so far, so good. Honestly, I uh, couldn't couldn't uh, couldn't be happier with the group right now. You know, Steve, we talked about a lot on our show. We talk about a lot of prospects. We know that this team's in development mode and and looking to the future. And we talked about Matias Michelli, J.J. Mosier, and some of the names, you know, Ivan Prozvatov that people are familiar with and, and seeing a lot of guys in the everyday lineup. The most recent call-ups are guys that we haven't talked about on the show very much. Can you tell us a little bit about Michael Carcone and Blake Spears and what kind of players they are and, and you know, what they are behind the scenes and what our fans can expect to see from them? Yeah, Michael Carcone, honestly, he's got uh, NHL speed. When you watch this kid skate, he, you know, he, a lot of times he reminds me of Paul Coffey. Uh, he wow. plays a different position, obviously, but he is smooth. He can skate. He'll beat, he'll beat you one-on-one. He's, uh, you know, he's been in the league a long time. He's been waiting for this opportunity, so you know we're we're hoping that he get in some games and and uh, he can really showcase some of his skating. And Blake Spears, I mean, you know what? This is a kid that went through a lot of turbulence last year. He had a, a real significant injury, he had to get over, and uh, you know what? He took every second of the day to to try to improve his game. And not only obviously he couldn't do it on the ice, so he wasn't only in the gym or. Uh, you know, at the shooting gallery, he would read books. He would try to do everything he could just to great to gain that inch. You know, uh, we joked about the one percent every day. I, I swear, he had four percent a day for sure. You know, wow. he 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 just grinded. So he he's the type of player that's uh, you know he's good for your locker room. He's going to play some good shutdown minutes. Really good on the on the PK. Really good on draws. So he's you know he's a center that uh, Arizona just right now doesn't really have. So it's good to it's good to see if uh, if he can get in some more games and see how 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 well he does. Definitely. Well, right now there are a few um, players who started on the Roadrunners this season who are up with the Coyotes. Deneen, Mayo, and Mosier are all up right now. Um, how do you at, in Tucson adjust to losing those players to the Coyotes? Well, you know what? It's it's funny. We, it, it, you know, everybody says how you adjust, but this is something we we go into every season full fully knowing and fully being aware that there a lot of our best players are going to be out of our lineup. So it's you know it's just kind of the next man up. Of course, we miss them, but man, we just we wish the best for them, and we're, we're we couldn't be any happier for them being up at the big club and actually showcasing what they can do. It's exactly what the league is meant to do, and and we're just so happy they're having success up there and being able to stay. You know, Steve, we talk about what your background is, and, I, and we'll get more about your history, but but you're a development guy. You're a guy that's a small detail guy. I know you spend a lot of one-on-one time helping guys improve and figure out how their way through pro hockey because it's an incredible, difficult path. So I know that that's where your focus is, but I want to take you back to, 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 to two years ago. After the bubble, Jay Verde leaves as the head coach, and you were named the head coach uh, of the Tucson Roadrunners and did an excellent job, by the way. By all accounts, you did a great job. You handled the media well, you, the players, and did a really, really solid job as the head coach. Jay comes back, and you have to take a step back. What did that do for your career, and how did you handle that relationship? Well, yeah, to be honest with you, you know, it was, it's a touchy subject right when it happens, you know, you, you want to be the head coach, you prepare for a, a long time to be the head coach and you get the opportunity. And yeah, of course we wanted more wins and, you know, we wanted to do certain things. Maybe now we'd look back and do, do them a little bit differently, but uh, to be honest with you, it was an opportunity for me to kind of practice what I preach to the players, you know, like, 
uh, it didn't go well your first opportunity up in the NHL. You got to come back and grind again. You know, you got to get back and find a way to, to make it, uh, make your, your experience down in the American Hockey League better. So I took it as the approach. Hey, I was a head coach and, um, you know, I, I can now sit back and be an assistant. I'll be able to best serve Jay the best way I can, knowing that I've been in his shoes and knowing what it takes and knowing really what he's thinking on a day-to-day basis. Uh, and, and so I can, I can really serve the team a, a lot better than I did and could in the past as an assistant. So I, I honestly, I just, uh, Hey, you got to practice what you preach. Can't come down with a long face and you got to come back and, and, uh, you know, try to do the best you can to learn. And honestly, that's really what I'm doing. I'm trying to learn the best I can from Jay and what, uh, what I see he, he does real well and where, where I would tweak things a little bit, but, uh, to be real honest with you, that long face only lasted a little while. Uh, you know, over the course of the last six years, I've been in the organization. Uh, you know, my start, I, I started in minor hockey and, and a lot of people that I see always say, oh man, you know, I, congratulations. It's great that you're in the league. It's, it's, you know, I want to do a lot of what you do or what you did and, you know, like, t- you know, t- help me, how do, how do I get there? So when you listen to those types of stories and you, and you look back a little bit and you reflect, you, you you put yourself in a you know in a better light and you you feel pretty pretty strong about your past and you feel pretty strong about your future as well so i i honestly just tried to take it as positively as i could and try to find uh you know try to find a way to get better steve you mentioned your development and you talked about minor hockey here in arizona and for people that don't know you that's really how you got your start in coaching you were coaching kids at the ice den and and you know developing their skills at a much younger level have you seen any of those kids move on to do things whether it's you know junior hockey or college hockey guys you worked with years and years ago you know what that's the, the it's that's the most fun of thing about it to be honest with you I'm, there's kids in our in my living room last night uh jack franklin and logan morrell they're, they're both playing one's playing in the nahl and the other one's playing in in the ushl and you know finally now they're they're you know they're in a position where the things that we were saying in the past to them they can actually really really apply and, and they and they you know they think of it as uh you know Man, I wish I had listened to you like back then. I would have been so much, so much ahead, yeah. so much further ahead, you know. Uh, and and truthfully, my my son Max, I mean, like you, you know, he's he was one of those guys that's a little bit of a late bloomer. And of course, when you're living with dad, you you know you don't really take everything in. And now he's like, jeez. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I was so reluctant at the time, and I think it's just like every father-son relationship, right? So, uh, yeah, and I've seen, you know, obviously I, I coach Matthew Nyes, and you know, we know Josh Doan is moving up. So this is this is it's great seeing a big part of Arizona hockey uh, grow, mature, and get that opportunity to play at the next level. It's it's a, it's amazing. I know we said we were going to get to it later, but just can you tell us about how you? went from coaching at the ice den to being the associate coach of the Tucson Roadrunners? <laughs> really? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Like to, to, to be honest with you, after I was done playing hockey, I played 11, my last 11 years of a 16 year career in, in Europe. And, and it was always the plan to kind of coach, but I'd always felt that it was, it was 
you know, my responsibility a little bit to, to let my kids grow into one place. And as you know, coaching can sometimes take you off the beaten path and you can be, you know, in one city after another year after year. So we wanted, uh, you know, my wife and I, Nada, we wanted, uh, we wanted to have a home base and we had already purchased a house in Arizona. So we thought we'd come and, 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 you know, start a, a light, our grassroots here in Arizona for our kids and uh, it wasn't too long before, you know, my, my son was playing for the Junior Coyotes and uh, I got a call from Mike DeAngelis asking if I was interested in, in coaching minor hockey. And to be honest with you, I, I, I really wanted to be involved. I wasn't sure how involved I wanted to be, be because of how, how it is. And it's intense with the parents, you know, and I didn't want to I wanted to really just give my attention to my son and uh fortunately and unfortunately it, it didn't happen that way i was i ended up being coaching two two teams and on the ice probably 18 hours a week so <laughs> uh you yeah. know it was it, but at the and then going to all the usa and hockey canada you know coaches seminars and it, i really really soaked it in and learned and it was it was so fun to be part of it and you know I, honestly i think every coach should probably take that path of learning what it takes to, to speak and communicate with the young ones. And then to the tripod of communication, being able to speak with the parents, the players and the team is, is huge. So from that standpoint, uh, I, I was so fortunate to be able to do that. And you looked at your playing career and we talked about your time in Europe and the American league, the international league. I want to talk to you about your last stop of your ice hockey career was at the Arizona Sundogs and so you've yeah. you've played up in that building and yeah. we've talked about a lot on our show <laughs> one just can that building I know we're not asking you to commit to anything you're not in, I don't want to know where they're playing that's not what I'm asking what's the building like and what's it like playing up and up up there in Prescott yeah the, the building is great um you know there's similar buildings to to that building in in the American Hockey League currently so Honestly, that's a that it's a place that um, is perfect for for AHL hockey. There's no doubt about it. It's 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 a nice facility, and the town is is great. Also, there there isn't you know there aren't that many people that live there, so we would be the main attraction. But uh, you, you know, at at a certain point, it, it hit a real pinnacle, and it was really. I mean, it was the buzz of the city. Uh, playing with with uh, Prescott Valley, but at some point it it just kind of like diminished a little bit. So I have a little concern about it. But uh, as far as the town and and uh, and the city in the in the city and the and the rink goes, it's a it's an it's a great American Hockey League city. I also have heard that you played roller hockey as well. What can you tell us? The about rock that? and rollers. You Steve know what? And ro the rock and rollers. Is that a thing? Roller hockey? That's a thing. I'm telling you. You know what? I, I honestly, this is this is this is the truth. I am so proud of being selected in the first round. I can't say that in every other league. <laughs> yeah, you're a first rounder in the in the first roller. Rounder. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was the thing, Steve. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're doing our research. For, I didn't know you played roller hockey. Well, you know what? Honestly, at that time, I play, I just finished junior hockey, and I played one season in East Coast League. And, you know, you don't make a lot of money in East Coast League. I, I remember, you know, fighting for, I think it was four twenty-five a week, and I was, like, so working so hard to try to get $25 more yeah. added to the contract per week. And, and, and so you have to work in the summertime and this opportunity came and they asked me if I wanted to play uh, roller hockey and you were, 
they were going to match your your weekly salary. And so I said, for sure. And and the other thing was you got to play in all the NHL buildings and you got to you huh. got to fly to. Yeah. So we played cool. in New Jersey and flew to Orlando, et cetera. So we played in all the, the big buildings and we got to fly and you were treated pretty well. So it was a great summer job. Wow. I, I'm going to bring it back to the, the Roadrunners just for a couple of minutes. Um, can you tell us, we just saw and we read in the news recently that Vladislav Provolnev is heading back to the KHL. Um, can you just give us a brief look uh, on how that w- went down? Yeah, I, I think he's a player that wanted to explore uh, playing in the NHL. And I think he was in a position where w- he wasn't sure if it was going to happen. He definitely has a lot of NHL attributes and, you know, it was a good, it was a good experiment from our team as well. We wanted to see if there was something that we can, you know, bring to the table here in the NHL. But, um, you know, unfortunately I think he, he was just starting to slide further and further from, from the NHL. And uh, I think there was some, you know, there's some really good opportunity for him in Russia. So he just, you know, it was, it was time for him to go back. Steve, Right now, everyone's on break, relaxing. But when you guys come back, you play nine games in 16 days, which is a lot, I feel like, for the AHL, which is normally just a weekend series. You also have a midweek matchup against Stockton, who's leading the Pacific Division. How do you approach a stretch of games like that with, you know, so many games and so little time to practice? You know what? You've been in this, Steve. You you know what it's like. You you just go in and it's like you're in a real tunnel. And you just keep going and you don't really, you don't really feel it. You know, I'm, sh- I, I'm sure if the players right now were, were listening, they'd, they'd probably <laughs> throw something at me. Yeah. <laughs> they feel it. And, you know, of course there are some moments where you're fatigued or whatever, but you don't really feel it or understand it until sometimes after the season or after that week, you know, where you are able to take a breath because when you're, when you're in it, you're just, you're just constantly going. Yeah. And it's a big, this, this stretch of 16 days, those nine, those they're huge for you because you do play Stockton twice, team leading the division, and these are really important points if you want to make that push to make the playoffs. So, I, I think you're going to have to approach it, and hopefully, you get a, a roster that can can all show up, and then nobody's going into COVID protocol, and not everybody's getting called up to Arizona. So, <laughs> it's an exciting stretch. Well, let's talk about Ivan Prosvitov too. It's a guy that we've talked about a lot here as potentially a goaltender for the future. Can you tell us how he's been playing what his development's been like this season? Yeah, he's, you know, he's a player that's obviously been with us for three years. He's real exciting. He makes the big saves and, you know, he can win you a hockey game. So he he is right around the corner. There are a few things that were, he was exposed a little bit during the NHL that, that he's working on and his goalie coach, Charlie, uh, uh, McTavish is working with them on and you know what he's he's one of those kids that's had success for so long doing it one way and he's been really good I mean he's arguably been our MVP the last three years and now he's just right at the end where he's ready to push through the wall and he literally just needs to fix a couple little things and I think he's he's a full-time NHL goalie are you we we had a show yesterday we talked about the world juniors are you a guy that dials into the world junior tournament and watches the games or are you just break time and and stay away from it no it's hard not to get enthusiastic about it because every year there's always a prospect that's just right right around the corner from playing either with us or the coyotes so it's you know we we always seem to dive in and honestly the last couple of years have been real exciting for us, you know, watching 
Barrett go through what he went through with Team Canada and, you know, the controversy he went through and then the fight that he had to go through to stay yeah. healthy and play and then end up getting the game-winning goal. I mean, it was hard not to get excited about it and, and really dive into it. So we're we're going to be – I'm sure we're going to be watching again this year. I love the World Juniors I know, me so too. much. It's uh, that's my favorite, my favorite tournament. Let's me. Yeah. Well, you know, just to wrap up here, we want to – we always try and promote the Tucson Roadrunners because honestly, Tucson is a great city and it's not that far away from Phoenix. So as someone who obviously spends a ton of time in Tucson, what's just your favorite thing about Tucson? You know what? It's, it's a, it's, it's got a great little ambiance in town. You know, it, the, the city has started to really, it's, it's regenerated. It's, 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 it's a fun little city to be in. There's a lot of great little restaurants and, and you really, you know, you know what, it, it just feels like a, a smaller town, but there's a million people that live there. So it's unique in that sense. And then, you know what, going, going to, uh, you know, University Avenue and you can see all the restaurants and the buzz and, you know, the people that are around there, it's, it's a lot of fun. And of course, you know, when you're, I think anytime there's young people around and, and this, it just brings a lot of life to the, to the city. So it, it's a, it's a unique place to live and it's a great place to coach. And, and along with that, Steve, you're, we always try to hit all of our guests with the, either their best pregame spot or postgame spot to eat. So give us a go-to restaurant because we want our fans that are Coyote fans to be able to honestly make the drive. It's two hours down the rinks right off yeah, the freeway. Right off the freeway. So you stop down, go a little early, take the afternoon off work, get a good dinner, and then go to the game. So where are your, the Steve Potvin go-to <laughs> restaurant in, in Tucson? Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, there's this little restaurant that my my wife and I have been to and we've taken the kids and it's it brings us back to her heritage a little bit. It, it's called Elisa's and um, it's great old, uh, you know, country Yugoslavian food. And, wow. and yeah, we love it there. It actually feels like we're, we're eating at uh, at home, you know, when we're there. We've only been there a couple of times, but every time we've been there, it feels like we're we're dining off the, the back porch or, you know, the, the that's kitchen a good one. Home. Yeah. You're yeah. off the map on that one. Matias yeah. Michelli did not pick that one. That's his favorite. <laughs> Just saying, you know, a yeah. little different eating style with those boys. And, and lastly, to the homeland. <laughs> I want to talk about your upcoming, your upcoming schedule. We've got the San Diego Gulls coming into Tucson new year's Eve. So again, go to the game, then go out. Right. Cause it's a six o'clock start. And then on Sunday, Oh, <laughs> Studio's falling apart on Sunday at two o'clock. You guys over there, you guys got a live audience. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, throwing stuff at us. Then Sunday at two, you've got the goals in an afternoon matinee on the second on a Sunday. So if you're again, that's the perfect way to go from up here. Sunday afternoon, afternoon, drive down, have lunch, go to the game, have dinner, and drive home. Um, so tell us about that weekend with San Diego. You faced them earlier in the year. Do you know much about the goals or what to expect for our fans for that series? Yeah, San Diego's always been a little bit of a rivalry for us. You know, they've always had a really good stockpile of of prospects, and you're seeing a lot of the success uh, Anaheim is having because of their prospects. A lot of young guys that are currently in their lineup. So, um, you know, they've got some young and up and up and comers right now, and they've got uh, some new coaches there that are really trying to implement a, a, a new culture. So it's always an interesting game when we play against them. They're they're a high energy team that that plays very physically at times, and uh, you you know it's it's always a good weekend 
playing against San Diego. They're, they they push us to get better, and, and we enjoy competing against them and, and finding ways to bait them. I, I got one more, Steve, because we always talk about the people and what they have behind them, right? Like, yeah. what is your what is your background? <laughs> Seriously, like, did, are, what are no. you? You got for those who are listening on audio, Steve has yeah. guitars behind him. Yeah. So, what like are you a player? Are you in a band on the weekends or a country band or <laughs> what's your go-to campfire song? Wishful thinking. I honestly, no? I honestly wish I could take any credit for that. I, uh, you know what? We've had these guitars. I think for the last. I think we've had them now for 20 years. <laughs> really? I, oh yeah. And I think there was one song that I tried to learn. It was called, it was picture. Remember picture with Cheryl Crow and yep. uh, what was he? And uh, what's his name? Oh, I can see oh. his face, but anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it can't we, tried, we tried so hard to play and we couldn't play. So then we tried so hard <laughs> to get our kids to play and they can't play. So genetically speaking, they're just not able to do it. So well, they look good. They look good, Steve. Music. They're a good conversation piece. <laughs> exactly. Well, Steve, thank you so much for joining us on another edition of Down the I-10. So great to talk to you. We'll have to have you back on um, and happy holidays coming up here and um, best of luck in your game stretch when you come back from the holiday break. Thanks, Patsy. Thanks so much for having me. Great meeting you guys. Uh, keep keep it up. It's so fun. I haven't been able to listen to every one of them, but it's uh, the ones I have listened to are, are so much fun, and it's great. Keep going, guys. It's uh, great for, for the Valley, great for everybody in hockey. Love it. Thank you so much. Thanks, Patsy. Talk soon. What a great interview with Tucson Roadrunners associate coach Steve Poffin. You know, it's fun when a guy, he's got a lot of passion for the game. He, he's a fun guy. He's a great, great interview. He's so relaxed. It was a good show. I mean, you talk about the players. We want to be invested in that program because we talk about the rebuild reminder. And those are the players that that, that are developing in Tucson right now are going to be a part of that rebuild. Um, and, and they've got a good guy down there helping them out. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. Well, the Tucson Roadrunners games were on pause this week with some cross-border issues much like the nhl so normally you can bet on the ahl so you can always keep tabs on that on the DraftKings sportsbook app but uh basketball and football are still going on and this week at the DraftKings sportsbook app if you sign up using the promo code phnx and bet just five dollars on any nba team to win and they do you'll get 150 dollars in free bets if that team wins um so great deal for the week of christmas DraftKings sportsbook customers can also get in the christmas spirit with a holiday free bet surprise. Everyone is getting a free bet up to $50 instantly um, as DraftKings is giving away up to $10 million in prizes. So get in the Christmas spirit with a, a little bit of gambling. Um, Nothing says Christmas like gambling. Exactly. Right? You know, we just, we, we make new traditions. I am. I'm right with you. <laughs> buddy, buddy, I'm there. <laughs> well, be sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet just $5 on any NBA team to win and win $150 in free bets if they do. That's 21 and over. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Well, and don't forget to tune in to our Christmas podcast. It comes out yes. tomorrow. Yep. We talk about Christmas food, Christmas presents, Christmas, Christmas traditions. Trees. trees. Because we Craig is extremely trees. passionate about that topic. He's very passionate about trees. <laughs> and then, then next week, hopefully. Hopefully NHL hockey is We're back. talking NHL hockey again next week. So thanks for coming down the I-10 with us this week. Yes, for sure. Um, please, if you're listening to this on 
audio, please um, like, subscribe, and leave us a review. A review really helps us a lot. Um, if you want to check out Down the I-10 Episode 3 on video, you can head over to our YouTube channel, PHNX Sports. Subscribe, like, hit the bell so you don't ever miss a video there. Um, and as always, follow us on Twitter at SPetersHockey, at Leah Merrill. You can follow Craig at Craig S. Morgan, our beat account at PHNX underscore Coyotes. And uh, we'll see everybody next week as we're back we'll be back down the i-10 again fairly soon and uh have a happy happy holidays everyone